match. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman, our first time doing two a week. This is part two, if you will, our Friday episode, part two. two. Um, As you can see right now, it's just me and Mikey. Joe's got something going on, but he's going to hop in here somewhere in the middle. And then I think we may or may not, depending on how long we go, lose Michael at the end, and then Joe and I will finish up. Um, Mikey, I mean, I know we ran a, a an impromptu little sports sure did. last night sure after did. after a little live that we did on your end. Um, but we'll get into things a little bit more formal. But uh, I'm interested to see if you have the same opinions from last night as you do. Probably today. not, and I'm very concerned about that. I should have <laughs> documented what I took because I guarantee. Now that's good. So you give me the high sign when I go against something that I picked last night. But that's fine. Let's start with the Saturday games. Uh, we got two of them this week. We've got the Bengals heading to Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati is giving two points over under 36 and a half. Mikey, what do you like there? Well, you know, you're getting Kyle Rudolph, um, no Mitch Trubisky. You got no Jamar Chase for the Bengals. Um, but, you know, to me, T. Higgins look like he's – T. Higgins is as com- uh, comparable a wide receiver one in this league as anybody. I think he could go to a lot of teams and be the guy. Uh, he just happens to play with Jamar Chase, but I think the margin between their – abilities and 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 skill and ceiling is is razor thin thinner than people think um jake browning to me is a, is he listen he was my problem this week in a good way so i i have to stick with the Bengals. the pittsburgh steelers are in total disarray um i understand there'll be a home dog but even still i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with cincy minus the two and a half i just think the game is bigger for them I think Browning is really on like a prove it kind of a uh, in a prove it kind of a mode right now. And let's be honest, I've seen Kyle Rudolph before or uh, Mason Rudolph before, and he he ain't it. He ain't it. But this Jake Browning certainly uh, looks like he's got some chemistry with whatever play calling is going on here in Cincinnati. Mixon's got going well. His uh, his his chemistry with Higgins looks awesome. Obviously, just look to last week's game against the Vikings. So give me the give me the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals minus the two and a half. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mikey, but is Mason Rudolph not the guy that got hit in the head with his own helmet by a Miles Garrett? Oh, that Miles Garrett. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, that's right. So hopefully he's recovered from that. And to be honest, this two points to a Steelers team that suck. I mean, I get that they're in Pittsburgh, but they can't move the ball. And as you just said, Mason Rudolph's not going to be the difference in whether that offense can start moving the ball. Does that does that two points not concern you a little bit no it does it does it's a fishy line uh not a game that probably i will i will put out as as one of my you know my subscriber picks i don't think but um i just uh it's definitely fishy Uh, i guess that the reason being is that pittsburgh's at home and browning is technically a backup and jamar chase being out perhaps contributes to that but i'm not buying that I, i think pittsburgh pittsburgh is just in disarray i think it's just a franchise in disarray i think it's a franchise in transition uh into something new with mike tomlin perhaps once the season is over i think maybe there's going to be some major shakeups there and just they've lost these games against horrific teams at home already i mean they lost to the arizona cardinals at home tick yeah i mean i am i am not i I, I, this is a division rival so you know the game i get it's a division rivalry game that could also be part of the contributing factor to the spread you're not going to see really inflated spreads with division rival games 
uh, especially with backup quarterbacks. So I think that's the only reason. So I would take, I would take Cincy. I would take him pretty confidently in this spot. I would guess, I mean, I'm not a bookmaker. I don't, I don't know, but I would think if it was in Cincinnati, it would be something like four and a half, five points that uh, the Bengals would be giving. Yeah. Probably four and a half. So I guess home field advantage is worth two and a half, three points here, but I three should be worth three. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, it just seems so odd. It makes me want to take the Steelers, this kind of line, but I, I'm just, I just can't do it. I'm going to roll with the Bengals. I, like you said, I like Jake Browning. I think yep. T Higgins, as you said, if not the best second option in the league, probably second or third best in the league is a second option. Um, it's just, it's just an unbelievable offense and not to mention Joe Mixon is just playing as good at running back as any other one, as anyone else right now. So give me the Bengals. Uh, I'll, I'll take the hit. I'll take the two points. I also kind of like the, the under 36 and a half, but I won't pick that. Um, moving on to the night game on Saturday, we've got the bills marching into LA. Um, and the bills are given 12, points to the chargers over under 43 and a half mikey not only do i think the bills cover this game i think the bills could potentially hit the over by themselves or come close to hitting the over by themselves i think they're going to dismantle the chargers um a chargers team now without their head coach finally but a chargers team that that looked like they could not now the only question is last week against the raiders when they got completely embarrassed on national tv was that a case of the players just Right. Like consciously not showing up against that, that because they were so disheartened with this coach or they're so, you know, turned off by Brandon Staley that they, they made a conscious effort to just not show up to that game. And now they're going to show up for an interim coach. Or is it the fact that they're just a team that's just a total mess? I'm going to go with the latter and say that they're just a total mess. Uh, Defensively, they can't stop the run offensively. Easton stick looked, uh, I mean, he looked horrendous last week up until the garbage time, uh, you know, ga- garbage time accumulation of touchdowns and yardage at the end there. But they got run out of the building by Las Vegas. Uh, I just think Buffalo, you know, this is a this is the this is probably the worst team other than the Niners that they could draw right now. Just one of the hottest teams in the league, full of confidence. Everything's going right. I expect Buffalo to cover and I expect Buffalo to cover handedly. I expect them to cover handedly. If if the Bills were playing anyone else, it feels like the time for them to throw up a dud based on the way that they've been playing. Um, but they also know the situation they're in. They've got to pretty much win uh with that with the position they're in, they've got to almost win out. Cause even if they do, I think I think Mikey, they still even need some help from either the Browns or the Steelers or somebody, if they went out, I think they also still need help from somebody else to make the playoffs. So I could be wrong about that, but I, I think that's the situation they're in. So I would think that they're going to overcome the possibility of them having a dud. And even if they do put up a dud, I think they're playing just a, a mess of a team. This Chargers team is, is as bad as I've ever seen, to be honest, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. between the players quitting on the organization Lack of coaching, lack of direction, lack of everything that you need to make a good football team. Um, but the question is 12 points. Um, you know what? I- I'm going to say the Chargers get reinvigorated enough 
not to win the game, but they get reinvigorated enough to cover the 12 under, yeah, they don't necessarily have a coach, but who, I think they just were so excited to just not be around Brandon Staley anymore. Probably. I think that gets Probably. them excited enough to cover the 12. I could be no, absolutely wrong. No, I, Keenan, no Keenan Allen for them either. He was ruled out today. So no Keenan Allen. Yeah, he's officially ruled out as well. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. Give yeah. me the bills. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they going to throw the ball to, Mikey? Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean the TCU rookie wideout Johnson has been a has been a absolute disappointment in terms of his drops. Um, Eckler, of course, is there, but you know the Bills are just going to key on Eckler. Now, Bills lost one of their defensive tackles, Jordan Phillips, uh, who who's you know one of the better D tackles in the league. He's on the IR. He got put on the IR today, so certainly they're going to have some work to do. But my, I would imagine that the Bills are just going to load the box. They're going to say Eckler's not going to beat us, and they're going to just make Easton Stick beat them. And I just don't, I just don't see that happening. So that's why, you know, another reason why I, I like Buffalo. But yeah, I, I tell you what, though, I, 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 we ragged last week on Easton Stick, and by no means do I think he's going to be starting quarterback in this league, thriving, doing anything much of note. But he did. He was one of the only players on that team in that Oakland game that didn't quit. He he played to the very yeah. end. And he showed me something that at least he's got a little bit of heart in him. And, and I like that out of him, um, despite the embarrassing, uh, one of the coolest interceptions I've ever seen by that guy. Was his name like Jack Johnson or something like that? Oh, the one-handed pick six? On It's like the guy yeah. knew the play was kind yeah, it was awesome. unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I think that, uh, I think certainly the Chargers could come out strong. I think they could come out and, and be fired up and like, maybe even jump out to a lead. Maybe they could even jump out to a three, nothing or a seven, nothing lead. But I think at the end of the day, I think they just get worn out by Buffalo. I think Buffalo is just starting to do those things where they just wear you out. And if James cook is going to run the way he ran against Dallas, I mean, and you're talking about a Charmin soft run defense with the chargers. Now I just, I, I just, I, I would find it hard to believe that Buffalo can't cover that number. I know it seems like a big number, but it really, I mean, it's not like it's like two full touchdowns. I mean, you know, you could get to 12. Like that's listen, you, you couldn't see the bills winning this game. 23, 10, like, or 20, you know, something like that, or 27, 14, something along those that's covering. And it's not really a blowout necessarily. So that's why the number, actually, the more I'm talking about it, that may be my game of the week. Maybe the bills minus 12. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm talking myself into liking it more and more. Okay. We're both riding the bills. Um, that's Saturday. Moving on to Sunday. Sunday is uh, going to be great. Great. It will be, it will be great. It will be great. It, I mean, Christmas Eve, eating seafood all day. Little champagne. It's Christmas Eve. You know, yeah. a little champagne, little lobster, little NFL football. You can't fucking beat that, man. You just can't beat that. You can't. You can't, Tick. You can't. I know. Um, and it happens once every seven years, I think, or six years um, that we What's get. What's that? football on yes Christmas. correct yes 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 and yes, it's yes. on i i i it's, it's the best time of year to have football i don't want it on christmas i don't want it on the 23rd i want it on christmas eve that's and, but and and then christmas day you could rot again because there's three games and they spread them all out that's um, they gave us thanksgiving on christmas the nfl really looked out for us this year you know what they said our product is dog shit lately at least we'll give you some games so you can put something on ah uh, that's right good for that's us exactly right um but the excitement will not start with this game, uh, even though it is on Christmas Eve. We got the Colts heading to Atlanta. It's basically a pick 'em. 
Atlanta is giving one point over under 44 and a half. I'll take Atlanta at home with Heineke named as the full-time starter again, uh, benching Desmond Ritter. Uh, Atlanta should have won that game last week against Carolina in a monsoon. They didn't. Um, Atlanta is one of those weird teams. Like they could, they could really score sometimes. And then there's other weeks where they just, you know, they, they lose games that they shouldn't They're inconsistent, but I think Heineke gives them a little more stability at quarterback. They're at home. Uh, you know, Christmas day, I, I very hard for me to pick against home teams on Christmas day, depending on who the matchup is with in a pick them. I'm certainly not going to do that. I'll take Atlanta at home on Christmas with Heineke at quarterback. What a strange time to, I mean, I get the last game. They could hardly score. They just look worse and worse, but it just felt like a strange time for them to bench Ritter. I yeah. Just give him the year to finish it out and see what he's fully yeah. made. Of. I guess, I guess it's, I guess year. it really is that bad. He's had so much problems with ball security this year. I mean, the guy's yeah. like a human fumble machine. It's bad. Um, here's the thing though, the Colts, I mean, if you're going to look at the Colts, they got Taylor and they got Michael Pittman cleared and practiced today, I believe, which is huge for them. So if Taylor and Pittman are playing, you know, it's that'll be a difficult game. But to me, I'm like, Atlanta should be doing – run Bijan Robinson. Drake London's been very good lately. They even got Kyle Pitts a touchdown a couple of weeks ago. I, he's been – you know, just – Atlanta could do the things to get them to the spot where they got to be to put themselves in position to win this game, I think. But, you know, again, Tick, you like the Colts? I'm, I have a feeling you're going to take the Colts. Mikey, I think Vegas just heard you because the line just changed from one to minus two and a half. For Atlanta? For Atlanta. So somebody obviously bombed Atlanta. It was not me, but somebody bombed Atlanta. Yeah. Um, yeah, minus two and a half. I mean, listen, if I'm taking them, there's there's certain rules of gambling. If you're taking a team minus one and a half, you're certainly taking them at minus two and a half. You know, the margin there. You're not starting to rethink things until you're talking over three points. So I'll still I'll still stick with Atlanta, even with ticket on the on the on the button on the nose with the late breaking news. Nobody better. There you go. No one better. Um, you know what? I, I coming into the season, I actually really like the Falcons' offense. I think they're different. I think they've got a lot of fun pieces. I think if they have the right quarterback, they could be a really explosive team. They've got all these guys that they just don't know how to use. Kyle Pitts, it feels like he's always open. He's just out there running routes, yeah. and and it's a shame because he's one of the best pieces out there, and he, they just don't know how to use him. And same thing with Bijan Robinson, right? This guy is has proven himself, especially early in the year, to be one of the most explosive backs as we all projected that he would be. But then they just in the middle of the season there just stopped using him for whatever reason. What's uh, the total here, Tick? 44 and a half. I love the over. I love the Ooh. over. I think you'll see a lot of points in this game. It's indoors. You got all these players coming back. Pittman, Taylor, Pitts, London, Bijan. Taylor, yeah, Taylor, Taylor. I, yeah, Taylor. Hold on. A look at Jonathan Taylor, who was a full participant. He seems on track to return. That's Rappaport That's one minute ago. So That's he's he's on track to return. All these weapons that could score the ball, I imagine that that number, by the time that game kicks off, will be closer to 46, 47. That would be my guess. If it's at 44 now, that would be a pick I, I would take. I would like that a lot. More so even than the game spread. I think there's going to be points. And Minshew can throw the ball a little bit. He can. He could sling. Sure. And and you know what? Heineke's one of those guys where he could just make, he just makes some plays. He runs around. You know, I remember that playoff game against Tampa when he was with Washington. He's running all over the fucking place, diving to the pylon. I mean, he can make some plays, uh, Heineke. And the Colts defense isn't good enough where he's going to get shut down. So expect some fireworks in this game. It actually may be a better game than, than advertised. I think it would be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
So what I'll say here is, you know, I don't think all the Falcons issues were Desmond Ritter. I think, I think that coach, what's his name? Arthur uh, Smith. Smith? Yeah. Smith. Yeah. That guy's a fucking bozo, man. That guy is, he is so, weird. He's definitely he's weird. So in over his head. I mean, he yeah. looked every time they pan to him on the, on the sideline, he just looks lost. He just, just yeah. looks like he doesn't know what to try next. Um, but I also agree with a lot of the things that you said about the Falcons. I, I think that Taylor Heineke definitely is going to be a much more um, experienced, uh, safer game manager of, of the football. And maybe that's exactly what the Falcons need right now compared to the fumble machine that Desmond Ritter was. But there is something about those Colts. I just got a soft spot for him, man. Yes, and you, they you, remember, and Joe, you and Joe, man. That's right. But whenever they remember that Michael Pittman's on their team in the first half and they don't have to just throw to him constantly in the second half – they tend to win football games when they give him the ball for a full, full four quarters. I'm going to take the Colts minus two and a half, but what the fuck do I know? I, I'm just a losing machine. So no, maybe- no, no. Plus two and a half. You're getting two and a half points. Sorry. Yes. Colts plus okay. two and a half. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Moving on. We got the Seahawks heading to Tennessee. Uh, the Seahawks are giving three points over under 41 and a half. Mikey. Now, this is a spot where people are probably going to love to take Seattle, especially after what Seattle did to Philly last week. And what's the number here? 41 and a half. No, no, no. The the spread. I'm sorry. uh, Seahawks are giving three. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Again, this is a spot where you saw what Kenneth Walker did. You saw what Drew Locke did. But from my understanding, Geno Smith is probably returning this week. That's that was my understanding was that Geno Smith is probably going to play. Um, and Tennessee is coming off a devastating, devastating loss against the Texans that they should not have lost that game by. There's no way they should have lost that game. This is it. This is this is a game that you should circle. Um, not because it's a must bet, but because don't fall into the trap of just automatically saying Seattle here. I like these guys have a soft spot for the Colts for whatever reason. When Tennessee is at home, I always have a soft spot for Tennessee. I took them last week and gave out a pick Titans minus two and a half in the first half against the Texans, which covered with ease this time. I, you know, we don't pick halves here. We pick full game. I'm going to take the home underdog getting three points. The Titans I'll take them getting the three at home on Christmas day. This is to me again, this just seems like a spot where, Everyone and their mother is going to be on Seattle. Now, what's very difficult is what is Will Levis's deal? Is Levis because if it's going to be Malik, uh, Malik Willis, um, it would be Tannehill, wouldn't it? Tannehill, Tannehill. It's going to be Tannehill. That's right. That's right. I did read that. So it'll be Tannehill. Give me Ryan Tannehill at home, Christmas Day, veteran quarterback, um, getting three points. I, I, and I like that play. I'm, I, I like that play. I, I think everyone's going to fall into Seattle auto bet. And I think the book is going to clean up on that. Yeah. I usually have a rule for myself, which is to never bet on a Ryan Tannehill team ever. Got it. Um, but the only time I, That's override fair. That, the only time I override that is Tannehill is actually very good when he has something to prove. It's when he gets very comfortable in that starting position that I find that he just, maybe he's just too comfortable. He makes all kinds of mistakes. He's not the same guy, but when he first got that position and had a lot to prove, or when he came back from a previous injury, it seems like he always, he shows up when it's time to, to, to prove people wrong. And that combined with, I think the Seahawks 
you know, I think everyone circles the Eagles because not only did they have the best record walking into last week, but they also um, were in the Super Bowl last season. And they've, there's been a lot of hype around that team. So I think everyone does circle that team. Pete Carroll had never lost to them. I think he wanted to keep it that way. And I think the Seahawks played uh, a better game than they're they're capable of. Um, so give me the Titans. Give me the Titans getting the three points at home. I also like that as well. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, big game for Derrick Henry. I think, I think they'll pound Derrick Henry right at that Seattle front. And I I think that Seattle front will fold. I think Derrick Henry will have a really good game. You heard it here first. Um, All right, moving on. We get the lions heading to Minnesota. The lions are giving three points over under 47 and a half. My game of the game of the week, Detroit lions minus the three Ah. game of the week, Detroit lions minus three. That is a, that line should be, five and a half points. They should be giving five and a half to six points in that game. In my opinion, what you've seen lately from Detroit. And then what you saw that, that, that collapse in in Cincinnati by a defense. Everyone was talking about all oh, the Vikings defense hadn't given up a touchdown. All oh, the Vikings defense, all oh, the Vikings. Take it easy. They played the bears at home. The bears offense is as inconsistent as an offense as you could get in this league. Okay. This line is, is this is a value play with Detroit. You are not going to find the Detroit Lions as only a three-point favorite against a non-playoff team, a bubble team like this, who is, is struggling. Nick Mullins is starting a quarterback, and I understand he did some nice things uh, against uh, the Bengals, but the, again, they had an epic collapse. This is just a ton of value in this play. Game of the week, Detroit Lions minus three against Minnesota Vikings. Do you think that the Lions are fixed or that they're back on track? Or do you think? I do. I do. I do think they're back on track. I think they're back on track. Um, And you know what? Not a game where Goff, like I would, if this was a road game against a true outdoor road team, if it was against Green Bay even, and he's had success against Green Bay, maybe use another example. If this was like a game against the Giants in New York, or if it was against the Jets in New York, or if it was against the New England in New England or a cold weather team, I may have some reservations, but him going inside a dome, I, I, I have no reservations. I think they're somewhat back on track enough to where this, this if you're going to bet this game, this has to be the play, in my opinion. I think I definitely got ahead of my skis with how bad I thought uh, Denver was going to be. And I, I, I still think that they're pretty bad, to be honest with you. And the Lions, the Broncos, and so, the Broncos. So yeah, yeah, Broncos. yeah, yeah, the Lions dismantling them last week. Jared Goff just do. I mean, just he looked like Joe Montana in that game. He was torched. and that defense, that Denver defense is decent. They're decent yeah. defense. I'm just not ready to say that they're back quite yet. And I also don't think uh, they'd have to beat the Vikings by 60 points or something to convince me too, because they're they're just they're pretty pitiful right now. They, they've just been just dog shit. So, uh, and the thing with Jared Goff too, is he's the King flip-flopper. He, he'll go he out is. for four. He and he week he'll, he'll look like the best quarterback you've ever seen. And it's something he's done from the very beginning since he was drafted by the Rams. He's been doing that. And if the lions are never going to win anything significant with them, they might end up with a nice little record on their hands, but I don't think they're ever going to go far in the playoffs with them. Now, do I think he can he can show up two weeks in a row and 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 play well against the Vikings? I'd bet on him to do that just because it's in division, and I think the rest of the team's going to be fired up, and I think the defense is going to stand up for this game. So give me the Lions minus three. I don't love it, 
but uh, I'm I'm uh, I'll take it. Mikey loves it. Mikey loves. I, it. I do. So yeah, I think I, he knows what he's talking about. Laporta, Gibbs, and Amon Ross St. Brown right now, and they're figuring out like Gibbs feature Gibbs feature Gibbs feature Gibbs spell with Montgomery in the short yardage. Let him uh, let let him do the dirty work and 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 pound the defense and run them out. And then Laporta, Laporta, Laporta underneath. And then Amon Ross St. Brown. I just think they got it. They got it working. Maybe they finally figured out the formula that'll take them to the next level offensively. Defensively, um, you know, we, we're going to see. But the fact that they play Mullins is, you know, that's kind of another reason I'm I'm kind of in on it. So, yeah, Detroit. I like Detroit a lot. About a year ago, Motor City Dan Campbell and the front office, I thought, looked a little silly, or a lot of people were at least giving them shit when they let go of arguably the best tight end in football in Hawkinson to an in-division rival, the, the Vikings. But now they must have knew that they were going to pick up a guy like Laporta because he has turned into one of the best offensive weapons as well, Mikey. Yeah, no, Laporta's been outrageously good, especially for a rookie. And that is one of the toughest positions historically in the NFL for a rookie to succeed at right off the bat is tight end. Historically, there's very few tight ends that come in the league and they do the kind of things that Sam Laporta is doing. So yeah, he's he's been great, and now we're joined by another great hey, of an all-time great in Joseph Demar. Gentlemen, how we doing? What's up, doing Joseph? Right. I, I I'm sorry to be late. I've been jumping on calls like crazy, and I know we all got stuff with the holidays planning. So holidays I think part season. part of the thing is we want to get these two episodes in a week. I think is going to be great. Just might be a little bit tricky the next week or two with all the stuff we have going on for the holidays, but. Um, happy to be here. I'm sorry if I've missed out on anything. Um, big week of sports ahead. You know what? I will tell you right out of the bat before we get going. I am. I mean, we big... we've got we've gotten going. We're, we're going. Yeah, I know that you're going. We've, we've got say going. what you're going to say. Say what you're going to say. I'm just saying, and I was going to buy it on the Billy Dumb Show. The addition of uh, NFL su uh, Sunday going to the Saturday night platform, I think, is sensational and something honestly I think that should be looked at, maybe for like the duration of the year. They've been, but they play Saturday night games every year. But I'm saying every week that oh, I love you mean it. throughout the whole yeah. season? Yeah, I mean, imagine getting NFL Saturday nights on a regularity. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're doing one or two games. I would college, take that over Thursday. College is over, you know. So it's like college, you know, college. That's Saturday fair. nights is tough, you know. Yeah, I, I would say this. I I wish they would move Thursday night football to Friday night, and I think it would be better for the players too. I think I would much rather get a game on Friday. They get then... one more day of rest. Yeah. True. I like a Friday night game as well. That'd be the worst thing that could possibly happen to wives. That would be, <laughs> I mean, they would just, they would lose their minds. Yeah. Um, well, Joe, we were just talking about the Lions. Mikey and I are both taking Detroit minus three, but Detroit is heading to Minnesota. They're get, they're given three points. Who do you like, Joe? Oh, man. Uh, they're in Detroit or they're in Minnesota? They're in Minnesota. Give me the give me the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I I think that uh, listen, they put up a very valiant effort against uh, a, a Bengals team that, for all intents and purposes, looks pretty solid with uh, Browning under center. Um, I think at home with the atmosphere, Lions. Um, I think they struggle a little bit. I think I'd take the points with Minnesota on that one. All right. Well, moving on here, we're gonna see the Commanders take on the Jets in New York. Jets are giving three points. Mikey, what a horrible like? game. Yeah, Jets, Jets, uh, Jets could never give points to anybody. 
Um, so out of principle, I'll just say Washington. I wouldn't bet this game, but out of principle, the Jets can't give points right now to anybody. Um, so I will take Washington, and I understand, you know, that uh, that Washington hasn't been great, but certainly Washington can score. The Jets can't score. Like, the Jets don't they, – they don't score. Like, Zach Wilson will have a game every five games where he does well, and that'll be it, and then they won't score for, for a month. Like, they won't score. So for that reason, uh, I, I can't I can't buy the Jets giving points. I have to take the points anytime the Jets give them to me. So I'll take Washington. I didn't think it was possible for uh, the Jets to have worse production than with Zach Wilson, but I guess Simeon came to the helm and showed that they could pl- they they could plummet even more. So Simeon is <laughs> Simeon's tart. We know How Trevor has this Simeon guy been is. in the he league. This is another backup quarterback. That Ticket and I have one. talked about has kind of made his way through the league for years and just looks incompetent. Like he looks so bad. I had Garrett Wilson. I got to bench Garrett Wilson on my fantasy team because I just simply cannot project that he's going to do anything with Trevor Simeon at the helm. And for that reason, I am going to go with the commanders getting points. Um, What a horrible game this is. I hope you don't have to have you know, the, the atrocity of watching this game um, and can watch something else and hopefully not even have to worry about betting this because what a shitty game this is. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I used to talk shit about this guy just left, right, and center. I mean, I just would never end, uh, but it was because he was an eagle. But if you're telling me that Trevor Simeon and some of these other backup quarterbacks are better than a Carson Wentz. I mean, I get that that guy just started making, you know, fuck-ups after fuck-up, but I think it was a lot of mental mistakes. You're telling me that guy, talent-wise, couldn't come in and do a better job than uh-huh. Trevor Simeon or a Mike White? I, I just don't believe you. I really don't. Um, with all that being said, give me the commanders uh, plus a three. Um, moving on, we got Joe's Packers heading to Carolina. Green, uh, Green Bay is giving five points Joey D, who do you like there? This is horrible. I'm <laughs> going to take the Carolina Panthers. Don't lie. There is absolutely no reason, especially after Carolina just beat Atlanta, who was a team that beat Green Bay earlier in the season. Very same in terms of like the like the overall makeup. The team is inconsistent. Green Bay has shown me absolutely nothing. The last two weeks, after looking like a perennial, you know, wild card team, potential team that was playing above their skill level, won two convincing games. They go out and they shat a brick, not only in New York, which was a trap game, but then to follow it up at home against a team that was desperately trying to, was behind them in the playoff race. They just absolutely, that was one of the worst losses I've seen. And this defense from the Green Bay Packers has shown me no, like, there's no hope that I have that they're going to be able they to don't stop. stop even... the, they don't stop the run, and Chuba Hubbard's one of the hottest backs in the league right now. And um, I tell you what, I bet you Bryce Young is going to run all over them next week, uh, this week coming up. I bet you uh, he's going to get a ton of yards. Give me the Panthers plus five. Uh, and I got news for you, they might even lose this game, Mikey. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the Panthers with the five points. I don't think they'll lose the game, Joe, but I think that, I think they'll win it by a field goal. I I, I don't see them winning it by more than a field goal, but I like Green Bay to win the game, but I'll take the five. I'm more interested to hear what the total in this game is. If I had to guess, I would guess it would be around 38. 37 and a half. 
Oh man, it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty fucking. Good. <laughs> and you know what? Unfortunately, um, this I, is the game that I will I'm gonna, have to watch. I, you know what? And, and 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 I, I, if you're going to play this game, I would advise playing the under. I think the under is going to be good. You're going to see a Carolina team that's going to be adamant about running Chuba Hubbard, and you're going to see a Packer team that is notorious notorious clock killers the packers are a notorious clock killing team under 37 and a half in this game i would advise over the spread but we pick spreads my pick along with joe is carolina plus the five although i do think green bay will win the game outright first half under mikey i'm taking i would take the game under i really would i would but i mean baby both perhaps yeah sure (laughs) what do you think I'm going to take the Packers based solely on the fact that I, I I can't have a worse record than than the Carolina Panthers. As long as this isn't a game a week for you, Tick, again, please just don't. If I you're picking games of the week, just stay the, stay the hell away it. from my Green Bay Packers, Tick, because <laughs> – I mean, I, I if anybody here wants the Packers to win desperately on Sunday, it's me. Like I de- like I can't have Carolina win another game. The so Patriots, yeah, Mikey we're almost, be tied with the Patriots. Mikey almost wants the pan- uh, Ticket to take Panthers – you know, as his I want. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. No, yes, I do. <laughs> I've got a plan for where my curse is going. I already have that mapped out. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see, Joseph. Um, yeah, that's that's right. You can tell. The smile yeah. gave it away. That's right. Um, yeah. So give me the Packers minus the five. Moving on, we got the Browns heading to Houston. Cleveland is giving two and a half points over under 40 and a half. Mikey, who do you like there? Looks like Stroud's going to be out again. Uh, it was a magic carpet ride that the Texans beat the Titans last week. I know they're at home, <laughs> but uh, Cleveland, you know, Cleveland just finding a way with Flacco. They did it against the Bears, who are, you know, top defensive unit, one of the top defensive units in, in football right now, and Flacco threw all over them in the in the fourth quarter. Um, I just, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and, and endorse a Davis Mills pick. I can't do that, so I'll take I'll take the Browns giving points, even though it's on the road. Um, which I don't like to do, but I, I will take uh, Cleveland. I think that's the right pick, Mikey, especially if Stroud's not playing uh, just inconsistency. Now, Case Keenum is is a backup who I'd say is viable. Is that who's playing, in. not Davis Mills? Case Keenum? It was Case yeah. Keenum Case last Keenum. week right. who you're led right. them. You're right. You're right. Um, yes, and you're I right. think you're Case right. Keenum has experience playing as a starter um, and can make, can make the plays. Now, that being said, there's injuries all along this this. Uh, Texans wide receiver front Tank Dell out Noah Brown I don't know if he's playing this week so they're banged up and and listen uh, for a defense that Mikey has shat on throughout the year the Browns defense is solid man they're they're uh, they are a good I shot on them you've you shot on them. Took a little this bit of is so 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 typical I did not you shit have you have said that they're overrated. Went back and said what I said great. was what I said skeptical was skeptical of this Browns defense. Here's what I'll say is that people are making the Browns fans made the Browns defense out to be like the best defense in football. I just don't agree with that. I don't think they are. In fact, I thought last week you saw a defense that was better than they are. I think the Bears defense is better than the Browns defense. The problem is, is that the Bears offense is inconsistent. And don't tell me it was your defense that did that to the Bears. It's not. Bears couldn't score touchdowns against anybody. The Lions, that's the only team they scored touchdowns against. The the Browns defense is very good. It's just not the best defense. That's all. It's not I'm not the saying they're defense. the best. It's I'm overhyped. Saying it's overhyped. They're good. They're good. Yeah, they're good. I wouldn't say I shot on them. That's not shitting on them. I would say Whatever. they're... I okay, would I shit on them. You know what? Fuck them. But Cleveland will win, but fuck them. 
I would go as far as to say the Browns are probably a top five defense in the league. I agree. I agree. I just okay. Don't okay. I just have not heard you say that for a while. Yeah, I've never heard you admit that. You know I mean, what? I don't even know. Is... You know what? I don't even know if they're. Oh, God. You know, I guess they are. There's <laughs> bad defenses in this league. There's bad defenses. There's a lot in this of league. bad defenses in this. Yeah, league. there's a lot of bad. So I will yeah, say the Bears defense the is on the up and coming. They're they're the they're the they're the they're the prettiest ugly girl at the dance. We'll say that. <laughs> the Browns. We'll say that. The Browns. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Garrett Wilson's not 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 that ugly. That's kind of a prize winning. Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett bring no, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's a dime piece. You bring There's Miles no Garrett question. to the prom, you're done okay with yourself. No, he's a rocket. He's a rocket. <laughs> he's, he's a rocket. He's a rocket. I'll take the Browns. Tick, who do you like? Uh, I'll take the Texans. Just I, I'm just such a, a D'Amico Ryan stan. I, I just I, and I, I also he's done a great job. Oh, he's done a great job. Unbelievable. He's coach of the year in my eyes. He, he's he's really emerging as one of the best coaches in the league. And I think it'll stay that way for a long time. And I think this Texans team is just getting going. And I think they're going to end up being a, a very good team for the next five to six to seven years. Um, so for those reasons and those reasons only, um, give me the Texans. I, I like the way Joe Flacco sort of turned around that offense a little bit. He's made them uh, actually productive in some kind of way. Um, he's made Amari Cooper be relevant again. Um, but I, I, I just I just like D'Amico Ryan's finding a way to win this football, much like they did last week against the Titans. Um, moving on, we got the Jags heading to Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay is giving two and a half points over under 41 and a half. Joey D, who do you like there? Man, this Jags team, they just like shooting themselves in the foot. I know uh, Trevor Lawrence is concussion protocol. I, 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 I don't know if he's playing or not, what's happening on that end. Uh, part of I think, me is I just, think he's trending towards playing. I, I think, I mean, the guy hasn't missed a game since he started in the league. So I, I, I would assume he's going to play. The guy's like Superman. He doesn't miss games. But part of this is I want to take the Bucks. Because he looked so good last week, but part of his just the ineptitude of how bad and, and how bad that Green Bay defense was. Um, I think the Jags will get pressure with Josh Allen on Baker. And I think when we see Baker get pressured, he makes mistakes. The one time he got really sacked, he fumbled the ball against the Packers, gave us a ball in like almost in the inside the 10-yard line. Um, I think the Jags will actually shockingly cover this game. Um uh, just because I think the Baker is 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 inconsistent, man. He he makes plenty of mistakes. The Jags are are inconsistent, but I think overall they're a better team than Tampa, and I think that they'll get the job done this week. Yeah, I'm tired of uh, I'm tired of the Jaguars, man. I, I really am getting tired of Trevor Lawrence, bro. Like I, I listen, it's, I start him every week in fantasy, but tough. he is he's beyond frustrating with the turnovers, man. Like it, it really is. It's beyond some throws too, like crazy last game. Yeah, I mean, listen, Tampa's defense ain't Tampa's defense of old. So, you know, the weather ain't going to be a factor because they're both Florida teams. So that's not that's not not a not an issue for either of these teams. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an idiot and take Jacksonville, and I don't <laughs> want, I don't want to. Welcome I don't to the want dark to. side. Yeah, but I really dislike Tampa. I just I don't believe in Tampa at all. I think they're. I just don't one. think they're that great a team. They're, they're not. not. They're not. they're not they're not but there are no real i mean there's only a, a handful of teams that are even in that conversation so uh jacksonville ain't one of them either but i'll take jacksonville in this case with the two uh giving two and a half or two two and a half uh, two and a half yeah two and a half give me the jags 
Um, I, I don't think the Bucks are very good either, but I, I'm going to roll with the Bucks this week, minus two and a half. Might be the first time all year I've taken plus them. two and a half, Jack. Plus two and a half. Points. Um, sorry, is uh, you know, the thing with Trevor Lawrence, Joe's right, he starts every game, he's like Superman, but the thing is, he's been getting beat up this year, man. A few weeks ago against the uh, against the Bengals, he had that ankle injury that looked pretty serious, but he came back last game. He got bang- He got tackled hard on his right shoulder. I don't know if it was his arm, his wrist, his shoulder. I don't know what it was. He continued playing. And then now in concussion protocol, I think this guy's pretty banged up. And even when he was healthy, Mikey's right. This guy's throwing interceptions left and right. He's got a real problem turning the ball over. I just don't like the way this Jags team is trending whatsoever. And, you know, the Bucks. I don't really believe in them, but I think at home, I think they'll do just enough to cover um, or just enough to win this game. And definitely cover the two and a half. Um, Baker's going to be hung over from Christmas Eve. He ain't going to play well. <laughs> think so? Yeah. I think yeah. So. Well, no, but he's playing after it a little bit. Eve. He's not going to be hung over from Christmas Eve. He's I playing. thought that was Christmas Day game. No, no, no. This is Christmas Eve. Oh. Sunday. This is Sunday. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, He'll be thinking too much about getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That makes more sense. Fair enough. Um, moving on. We got uh, Mikey's Bears here. We got the Cardinals heading to Chicago. Whoa. Chicago is giving four and a half points over under 43 and a half. Mikey, who do you like? Um, Bears shouldn't be a four and a half point favorite against anybody. In my opinion, I, I know it's Arizona, but the, who are the Bears? They're not they're not much better than Arizona. Um, give me Arizona plus four and a half. I think the Bears will win the game. I hope the Bears win the game, um, but it'll be a field goal win. Bears don't beat teams like that. The Lions game was an aberration. It was it was it was it was an outlier. It was it was a one off. They played their best game of the year. Defense looks great, uh, but the week before is more of what you. If the Bears win. It's more like what you saw them do against the Vikings. Really very rare you get any touchdowns. Defense has to do things. Things have to go their way. Opposing quarterback has to be, play bad. So and, and they won that game by like two points. So the Bears, uh, I, I can't see them covering four and a half. Give me Arizona. Joe? Uh, this is going to be my game of the week. I'm going to take this. I haven't even heard a lot of the other games of the week, and I'm taking the Chicago Bears to cover. This guy. I'm telling you right now. Why, Joe? I will tell you right now. I want to hear. The fact that the Bears lost that last game was criminal. It was absolutely not even – I'm not even talking about the drop by Darnell Mooney and the the Hail Mary. They imploded at the end of that game, and they they orchestrated a great game for 85% of the game. They, they dictated play defensively. They are defensively, running yes. on all yes. cylinders. They had three three interceptions. They had pressure. Montez Sweat looks yes. fucking amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Kyler yes, that's, Murray, that's correct. Kyler Murray is banged up. He got absolutely obliterated. I don't know if you watched that San Francisco. He was getting absolutely destroyed. Arizona's got nothing to play for, man. They're playing in Chicago, Tick. Yes, it's yes, in Chicago. Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old yeah. environment yeah. against an in, in uh, a dome team. Yeah. I think it's not. We're not asking for a touchdown. Arizona stinks. I'm not saying uh, the yeah. Bears are amazing. Their defense can cause some turnovers. And listen, Justin Fields has shown moments that he can get the ball downfield to DJ Moore and score enough. And I think that their their backfield be, between Rashawn Johnson and Deontay Foreman are solid enough that they can 
you know, hopefully get possession of the ball on their side. I think the Bears win this game by six, five, six points. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the Bears as my game of the week to cover. I think they're trending upward. It was an unfortunate loss, Mikey. You should have won last week. That Browns team is pesky. And let's not forget that that Browns defense is good. And, 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 and honestly, I thought Fields played pretty solid as a whole. I just think the Bears are a are, are, are team right now that is different from the typical Bears team we've seen at the beginning of the season. I think that their defense is hitting on all cylinders, and I think that they could do enough to beat a, an Arizona Cardinals team that isn't exactly high-powered and, and, and is going to bring a lot to the table. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I agree with everything that you said about their defense. The only thing that like people need to be made aware of is like, as good as they looked in that Cleveland game defensively, the only reason they were even in that game was because Eddie Jackson picked off a a, a Joe Flacco pass and returned it inside the 10. That's how they got their touchdown. That's how they got that one touchdown. Um, you well, they know, scored on a pick six as well. No. The Bears. the Bears scored on a pick six. Did they? Yes, they did. The Eddie yeah, Jackson, they, the Eddie Jackson one was a was a pick that got returned inside the ten. Now, did they score? They no, they scored. didn't, Joe. No, they, they didn't. Did. No, they the didn't. The Bears Komet, did. No, they didn't. Komet scored on a pass from Fields after he yeah. rolled out of the uh, the Miles Garrett sack. I thought the Bears scored on a pick six. I don't think they did, Joe, because I don't recall anybody picking it off for mail. I think the two touchdown scores. Um, well, I gotta look. I gotta look. But uh, here it is. Hold on. Uh, Bears interception. Traymon Edwards returned for four. Oh, Tremaine Edmonds. That's right. Tremaine Edmonds did pick. Okay. Touchdown. Okay. So the only reason the Bears. <laughs> right. That's right. The Bears. The, the only reason. I know. Bears, I had them on my fantasy team. Well, this, they, is, I was this, going is, nuts. this is why I was thinking of it because when Eddie Jackson picked his off, I thought he was going to return it also, but he got it tackled inside the 10. Eddie Jackson had the one pick that got returned inside the 10. Tremaine Edmonds, the free agent yeah. acquisition from Buffalo, pick sixth and returned a touchdown. That's offensively they did nothing they did absolutely nothing and i know cleveland's defense is good i get it but offensively the bears are the most frustrating inconsistent I'm not, I'm not team. disagreeing with you so i i don't know i think the bears win the game joe i agree i just i i, I just i i know how it's gonna go i just what does know. it take five four and a half right four yeah and four and a half. half yeah I, I like this game man i, I right. like the bears. Right. Hey, what do you like what do you like to right. tell us I'm going to take the Bears as well. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> just don't take I, it as a game of the week, please. I I agree with Joe that um, you know, well, they have. I'm a, not trying to blow smoke a, up Mikey's ass. I'm not they, trying to. They do have that. a hit. They have a real bad knack for not showing up in fourth quarters. Yes, they did it against the Lions. Obviously, they did it last week. And what early in the season they did it against Denver? Didn't they throw a big one away against Denver early in the season too? Well, against the Lions, the game was over quarter. in the fourth quarter. Tick, it was yeah. over. But so, but and even if they do it again in this game against the Cardinals, I think they will have built up enough of a lead not to let it uh, impact the minus four and a half. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna smoke them for three quarters at least. The Cardinals just suck. I mean, it's not because I like the Bears; it's because the Cardinals fucking blow. Yeah, they're just not good, man. Take the yeah. Bears. Um. So yeah, give me the minus four and a half. Uh, moving on here, we got the Cowboys heading to Miami. It's basically a pick 'em. Miami is giving one point to the Cowboys over under. 49 and a half. Uh, Joe, who do you like there? Is Tyreek playing this week? Yes. He is, yeah. He practiced today. 
Yeah, I'm again I'm against him at Showtime in the fantasy play. I was hoping he wouldn't play. Um, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys against all odds, and I know that they looked horrific. I know they looked awful. Um, that was a one-off game where they just they got behind early. They're playing in a tough ballpark in in Orchard Park against the Bills. Um, I, I honestly think that Dak bounces back. I don't think the Miami defense is, you know, by any any means formidable. I think that they they're 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 decent, but I think that Dak, I think he finds his way back here. Um, and 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 I actually think that the Dallas Cowboys defense has a big bounce back game. They looked horrible. They looked like they could not stop the run at all. Um, now Mostert and a chain. If they can't stop, if they can't stop the run with with those guys, then they're in trouble. But I do think that the the Cowboys come back. If it's a pick 'em game, I'll, I'll take I'll take the Cowboys. Mikey, uh, you're talking about two teams that are just very very similar teams, very similar teams yeah. in the fact that they score a ton of points. They're flashy. They're they're fan favorite teams. Big. There's a ton of Dolphins fans out there. There's a ton of Cowboys fans out there. But two teams that that simply don't beat other good teams. They don't. Yep. They don't beat teams over five hundred. That's the bugaboo with well, both the Cowboys of these teams. beat the Eagles. Cowboys beat the Eagles. I didn't want to bring that up, but, <laughs> but historically, when these teams get matched up against another, so this is a very awkward spot. This game is an awkward spot, and for that reason, I just think that I'll go with the home team. Miami's defense looked really good, albeit against the Jets. I get that. I understand that. But Miami's defense, since Jalen Ramsey has come back, to me looks like a better defense. Um, Dallas's defense, of course, is good. Um, will they get after Tua enough to really get him off of his spot? If they do, they'll win. If they don't, they'll lose. But I'm going to just roll the dice. Miami's offensive line, though, is devastated. You know what? Fuck that. Give me the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys. Thinking about the Miami offensive line, I think they're going to get after Tua enough to get him off his spot and make him uncomfortable, and that's going to be a problem. But Joe is right in the fact that if Miami's able to do what Buffalo did and establish the run and they're just going to pound Mostert and then hit him with a chain, could be a very long day for Dallas. But I think Dallas buttons it up and, and Dallas uh, comes away with a win here only because the pressure on Tua. I really think this game is a coin flip. I, I would almost bet the I would almost bet the under on this game. It's at 49 and a half. I think everybody and their mother is going to think, oh, these two high-powered offensive teams are going to score a trillion points. And I think that there's going to be a little bit of a down pick in, in terms of production and, and touchdowns. But it's a it's a coin flip. That's why it's in a pick'em. I could see both teams winning in different ways. It's 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 really it's a really tough game to 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 pick sides. I think we're looking at Tua Concussion Watch 2023. Oh, I think, I think Michael Parsons and those guys are gonna fucking get after this guy. I think he's gonna get fucking pounded. Yeah, that's be, my feeling. I late, when I started talking tent. about it, I think he's gonna be hitting the tent at some point in this game. I don't want him to. Obviously not. He's had a lot of trouble with that. But I, it's a game where that could certainly fucking happen. Um, give me the Cowboys plus one. Give me the Cowboys money line. I, I think they're going to handle this team. I think they'll win by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. I think they'll pull away in the fourth Is quarter. Is it pick them or plus like one? Um, no, it's, it's, it's plus one. Oh, that's even more so I'd take the Cowboys. Yeah, give me the Cowboys plus one. Um, and then our, our Sunday night game on Christmas Eve. It's a riveting one. It's the Patriots. <laughs> oh. walking, walking into mile high, playing Denver. Um, Denver's giving seven points over under 34 and a half. Mikey, who do you like there? Who, who, 
The Broncos are, are seven point favorite over who? Patriots. The Patriots at yeah. mile high. Yeah. Um, that's that's insane. Seven points. <laughs> How? I, I mean, the Broncos laying seven points is just that's wild. But that's telling you that they're going to cover. Give me Denver minus the seven. <laughs> Give me Denver minus the seven. I know it's a lot of lumber, but um, that's just it's it. That's there. That's uh, that's the spread for a reason. I maybe Denver Christmas night in Denver mile high. There's got to be something special in the air there. Give me Denver minus the seven. Joey D. I don't know, man. That's it's a lot I of mean, points. The, Patri- the Patriots have played better. The Patriots have played better as of late. I I, I don't think that I'm gonna take the Patriots. I agree wow. with Mikey. I agree with Mikey in the sense that um you know the number you almost think that it's it's high, so it almost like tends to make you want to take the team that is favored that you would lean against. But I just, I'm just going to, I mean, I'm not taking this as my game of the week. I'm just going to take this for face value. I think the Patriots are are decent. They're playing okay right now. Zappi has shown that he he can make some plays. Um, great college quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I'll i take, I'll take the Patriots at, at, you know, plus seven. I think that's a lot of points. Uh, give me the Broncos at home. Um, I think they bounce back. I think they have a really nice game there. Um, Patriots suck. Patriots suck. So <laughs> play the seven and take the Broncos. Moving on to Christmas Day. We got three games, gentlemen. It's going to be a big day for football. It's going to be a big day for Christmas. Um, Christmas might be back. Christmas might be back because of the NFL. And we got I don't some- think Christmas ever left, to be fair. Yeah, Christmas left. Christmas was gone. And now Christmas is back thanks to the Sound NFL. like uh, the Grinch. Well, okay. just because you didn't get a present from Santa Claus doesn't mean. Yeah, they- it's very Grinchy. Christmas Screwed. is gone. When did Christmas ever leave the picture? Eh, Christmas yeah. is gone. Christmas was no, gone. No, it wasn't. Christmas was absolutely gone. By the way, speaking of Christmas, uh, side promotion here. Christmas episode drops today for Bob to Sports, and it's a doozy. So Christmas never left, Tick. It never left. Christmas episode dropped yesterday, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. It oh, definitely yeah. did not. <laughs> you definitely know what I'm did not drop today. If you haven't watched it, go take a look after this. <laughs> Christmas never never left. Christmas left. Um, and now it's back. Um, we've got the Giants heading to Philadelphia. Oh. The Giants, oh. the Giants are getting 13 and a half points. Whoa! Over under 42 oh. and a half. Uh, man, that's oh, a lot of my points. God. Hey, Yo. give me the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Mikey V. That is a lot. That is a line. <laughs> that was, I, I remember. I remember. Now, listen, I remember vividly. I think that was the line for the Giants against the Eagles last year at some point. That was the line. And this year's Eagles team is not last year's Eagles team. And certainly, though, the Giants this year's team is not the Giants of last year's team either. Um, That really makes very little sense to me. 13 Uh and a half is just a ton of points. But the Giants never fucking beat the Eagles. They never fucking beat the Eagles. No, they don't. The Eagles own the Giants. So I'll take the Eagles with the points, even though oh. that, that number that number is frightening. That number is frighteningly large. This is the, the week the Eagles turn it around, Tick. Curse game. Curse game. Curse game. Curse game. <laughs> game of the week. Giants. <laughs> Curse game. Curse game. <laughs> Giants come out firing, man. They just they they, they play at the I mean, Tiggy, you do realize that the Eagles could still win this game like seven points and you still lose your pick of the week, right? I need all the fucking help I can get. If I can <laughs> well, the play, the play is Giants money line. I yeah. Can, 
I well, I, we that's not what we do here. We pay, we take the spreads. Sure, game of the week, Giants money line. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's 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 the that's the pick, Giants money line. If oh, anything, if anything can reverse fortunes, it's it's that. So yeah. there you go. The only Four problem now is for the fade ticket picks, you're gonna have to pay like minus three fifty. Hey, on the gotta, dollar, you got to pay to play, man. Sometimes <laughs> the juice is worth the squeeze, there, Joseph. What is it? Um, it's got to be. What is it? Let me see here. Yeah, I would imagine it's something like minus four hundred, something like that, right? Uh, I gotta look. Go ahead, keep. So, 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 tell us about this Giants pick, Tick. I already said everything I need to say. It's a full-on curse game, and um, Giants, are, <laughs> Giants are going to win this football game. It's the only way I see it. I can't slice it any other way. The Giants come out firing. Um, moving on though, Joe, you can give us an update whenever you get it. Uh, the Raiders are heading to Kansas city. They're playing at Arrowhead. Um, Kansas city is giving 10 points to the Raiders over under 40 and a half Raiders plus the 10 rivalry game. Um, Raiders always hang with the chiefs. They may lose, but they always hang with them in the beginning. Raiders coming off of a, of a blowout victory over that dog shit Chargers team. They should be coming out full of piss and vinegar. Um, they looked really good. The quarterback looked better. It's in Arrowhead, I understand that, but that's a lot of points for a division rivalry game that the Raiders always tend to to find themselves in the thick of it. I'll take the Raiders plus the 10. Joe? I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs to cover this week. Um, I think they covered last week against a New England team that looked like they were going to hang tight. They found a way to do it. I think this is you know a week that Kansas City just finds their legs early. Anytime touchdown, I would say Rashi Rice, I would take. And anytime touchdown, that young man is having himself a really hell of a second half of the season. And Mahomes is looking at him a ton. Like he's getting more, more catches, more yards than Travis Kelsey right now. But um, listen, anytime you play a team as shitty as the Chargers, I think you, you leave out there thinking that you're better than you are. There's going to be a lot of uh, realizations once they walk into Arrowhead you know, and I still have doubts about this Aiden O'Connell man. I know he looked unbelievable last week, uh, but again, it's the Chargers. I'd take it with a grain of salt. Um, I think the Chiefs, I normally don't like them to cover big, big spreads like this, but I think this week is the week that they actually, they, that they do cover. Everyone says the Chiefs don't cover. It's actually not true. They do sometimes. What they don't do is they don't cover big spreads. This is a big spread. Um, it's a rivalry game. I think the Raiders keep it close. Give me the Raiders plus the 10 points. I'm not completely bought in on Aiden O'Connell. As Joe just said, Chargers dog shit team didn't necessarily show me much, but if he can just continue to find a way to get Devonta Adams in, involved, I mean, that, that, that guy to me, I mean, I think it proved it. This guy is still one of the best receivers in football. He just needs a quarterback to get him the ball and hopefully they drop some plays just to you know, sort of creatively find a way to get him involved. Um, regardless, Max, Max Crosby, Max Crosby. Yes. Um, prop bet over half a sack. Uh, yeah. Over half or they'll probably put him at 0.75. Uh, Max Crosby will be playing. Max Crosby will get a sack on in this game. Take that as a prop bet. That's the other thing, too, is I think Oakland will get a few turnovers. Patrick Mahomes has been throwing up some weak passes. He's been throwing up sure a few has. ducks. Sure has. Lame ducks. And I think Max Crosby gets to him. I think he rattles him. And I think Patrick Mahomes throws a few more of those right to the Raiders. Um, so give me the Raiders to hang in this thing at least uh, within 10 points. Um, and on to the night game on Christmas. 
uh, perhaps the best present any of us will get, especially yeah. now that Christmas is back officially calling it Christmas is back. Uh, the Ravens heading to San Francisco, uh, San Francisco giving five points over under 46 and a half. Mikey. Yeah, I'm going to give my pick and then I have to run out, guys, because I'm a little bit late. Yeah. As it is. I, I'm going to take at home the, the team that I believe is going to win the whole thing this year. And if they don't, uh, this is a wasted year, I think, at this point for San Francisco. The way they are rolling right now, they're going to win this game. Uh, Baltimore is due a game where they're going to lose by a comfortable margin. I just feel that that's coming. Um, they just lost Keaton Mitchell, Mitchell, who I think that's going to be a bigger deal than some people think it's going to be. Um, I like San Francisco at home, uh, giving five points. They're on all cylinders right now. Uh, trip from Baltimore out to the West Coast on Christmas night. That crowd is going to be fucking crazy in San Francisco. Give me the Niners minus the five. I love you, boys. I'm sorry that I got to leave, but no, you're all good. All right. We'll love you, Mikey. Good good boys. Love you. I think the Baltimore Ravens beat the San Francisco 49ers outright. That being said, if you're going to give me points, I'll take the points and I'll I'll take them and I'll I'll cherish all of them. I think Baltimore is a, is a better team than people expect. I think the Niners hype is real. Um I think the Niners are a great team. Don't I don't don't get it twisted, but at the same time I just think this is Baltimore's game. They come out and they do everything they need to cover. I agree with you on that actually. I, I like the Ravens in this spot a lot. I think the Niners have been riding really fucking high. Um, but I think the Ravens come out and, and, and punch them in the mouth, man. I think I think they're a good fuck. I, I was selling them for a long time. I was not a believer. Um, they don't have much of a running game. The, you know, those guys are filling in decently, but they don't have much of one. But I fuck it, man. Lamar is unbelievable. Dude. He's so good, man. Him I think Lamar, by the way, is going to run a ton in yeah. this game. I think so too. And he's going to make a lot fucking happen. Um, and it's not that the 49ers aren't still the best team in football. I think that they are. I just think they're going to rest on their laurels a little bit. And I think the Ravens are really going to shock them with how much they bring to the table in that game. Uh, so give me the points. I, I also agree with you, Joe. I think they're going to win the game, but yeah, you're going to give me points. I'll take the five points. I think what Lamar has done just on a side note this year, better than he has in a long, long time is he's making good decisions as a quarterback. He's not just looking merely to run as soon as there's not a player open. I think that was one of his real downfalls before is he would, you know, he tried to scramble as soon as he didn't see a guy open. You're seeing more. He's crafty with the ball. Now he's making a lot of these sidearm throws and different things that he yeah. never really used to have in his repertoire. And I think now teams are having to respect the fact that he can pass the ball downfield and he can make the deep ball. And he's, he's doing, he's looking to pass first. And I think in the past he was too quick just to run all the time. So I actually do think that his game is progressing and developing. And like sure. you said, if he had a better run game, I think this team would be even a lot scarier. This is a team that has overcome a lot of hurdles. They lost Dobbins at the beginning of the year. They lost Mark Andrews, who's arguably their most reliable pass catcher in the offense. And then to go on, they lost this Keenan Mitchell um, last week, who I think is their most explosive running back. But they keep finding a way to win games, be successful, and, and do what they need to do. And and I think a big part of it is I think John Harbaugh is low-key one of the best coaches in the league. I think he he comes prepared. He has good game scripts. He, uh, the team looks ready, and and they 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 just look like they're well-coached on all facets. So I, I think a lot of the public are going to bet the 49ers just because of how dominant they've been. But I think they haven't really played a team that is – 
as well-rounded as the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that that's, it's going to be a hell of a game, man. It's going to be awesome to watch. You go back and watch Lamar in his rookie season. I mean, he was electrifying. He was, he was everything he, he is today minus his, his throwing ability. He could throw it a little bit, but I mean, from where he was to where he is now, it's yeah. unbelievable how, how he's changed. He is a great thrower of the football, man. He he can really sling that thing and sling it quite accurately. So, I mean, you add that into an already explosive, exciting guy who can run all over the field and, and, and help his offensive line out incredibly by just extending plays. I mean, this guy's the ultimate weapon. I mean, he, he's just fucking unbelievable and, and a lot of fun to watch. Um, but all right, let's move on here. I think normally, I don't think, I know, we on these second episodes, we're going to be introducing a new segment. We'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, it's called Prove Me Wrong. It's where one of us is going to come up with a take and the other two, and we invite you in the comments as well to try to dismantle that take. But I want to introduce that um, with Mikey. With Mikey. So we'll hold off. But moving forward, when the three of us are together on this second episode, you'll get each week, you will be getting that segment before we roll in to our viewer questions. But today, Joe and I will just roll in to the viewer questions. Um, first question comes from this is right up your alley, Joe. Um, comes from Brady Dykes. What is your worst hotel experience? Worst, like as staying as a guest? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Worst hotel experience. Hmm. You know, I, I will say, luckily I've stayed in a lot of nice places and not so many bad places. I'll, I'll tell you an experience that sucked is <laughs> the I went to Mexico with Bob and with you yeah. and we went and we pulled up and listen, I've been to Mexico a few times and I've always stayed at high end spots, all inclusive, very nice places. Um, we started taking the uh, the shuttle bus from the from the airport, and you know vibes are high. You're excited. You're looking forward to getting to your property and seeing everything. And we took a route I've never taken before because we ended up on a different part of town. And I know how Puerto Vallarta and, and Cancun, all these things. There's a big strip where all the best resorts are. We weren't near it. And I started looking around. I'm like, where the hell are we? You know. And we pulled up to the entrance and I took one look and I looked at ticket and I looked at Bob and I said, we're in for a long haul. And um, listen, it wasn't, it wasn't horrific. It wasn't awful, but in terms of the food, in terms of the amenities, in terms of just the overall stay, you know, we were staying with locals. We weren't staying with tourists. And um, yeah, it was just a shitty hotel, man. It was a shitty resort. The beach was just, it was like a secondhand beach. Uh, I mean, we still made the best out of it, Tick. I think we did. We got pretty blitzed and had a lot of fun on that end. But that's got to go up there as one of the one of the shittier places we've stayed. And, and the we food were, was just garbage. That's what I was going to say. We were eating at a, in like a cafeteria every day. Oh, and, we, and then we'd be like, oh, let's try the Japanese food restaurant one night. That was a mistake. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> Well, we didn't have the best guy in the world uh, hosting us necessarily. Uh, we got led no. down the wrong alley, I think. 
Um, well, that was going to be mine, but I guess I'll just pivot and just uh, make it quick. I just, I was in a, I was in New England for a wedding once and I stayed at uh, like a Motel 6 or something. And all these things stink. You always expect them to stink. You don't expect much out of them. But this one had, I, I opened the bed sheets. They were yellow stains. Oh, saw a spider coming out of it. I, it was so bad that in the middle of the night I had to leave and I actually checked into a, a different hotel across the street. It was still comparable to a Motel 6. But they had more shit going on. This, the, the sheets were at least fucking changed. But I agree with you, Joe. If I had to answer, it would be the same thing. It would be that that fucking weird-ass hotel in Mexico. And when you're going to Mexico already, I hate to say it. I don't like. I don't necessarily need a resort when I travel somewhere. But if I travel to a place like that Mexico, security. If I travel to a place like Mexico, I'd like that security, to be honest. I'd like a wall. I'd like to <laughs> I'd like some decent food. Just, just because of all the things that can go wrong in a place like that. No offense to all our Mexico listeners. I know there's a ton of you. But it, it is a place for an American to, to try to get a little bit more security. Um, but anyway, moving on. Thanks for that question, Brady. Um, where did that other question go? Okay. This next one comes from Brad Porch. Rack favorite sport to bet on football basketball baseball soccer or anything else that you like to bet on favorite to bet on hmm i really enjoy betting on football but if i'm being honest the most the most enjoyable time i have on laying some wood down is during college basketball march madness season i truly just think in terms of picking dogs and 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 just picking like random you know, underdogs that you think have no chance to win and seeing them come through. Every game is exciting. Um, there's a million of them on. Um, so you can just go back to back to back to back to back, especially when it's early on in the, in the, you know, in the NCAA March Madness tournament. Give me, yeah, give me, give me NCAA basketball. I think that that's, it's just a fun watch, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, that one's up there for me, too. The only thing with uh, I, with that is I just hate that it's a game of runs, and I hate that you can be up 10, and then all of a sudden yeah. you go to the bathroom and you come back out and you're down two. And it's it, that I find that so infuriating. So I love to do it, but I don't know if I, it's necessarily my favorite, um, although it is up there. I tell you what, this guy didn't even list it. When do you got some money on some puck? You love hockey. hockey. Yeah, you hockey love hockey. It's just so I there's no other game that I don't necessarily find that interesting to watch. Certainly in in the um regular season. I love playoff hockey. But when you put some money on a team, all of a sudden it's the most interesting game in the entire world. And I got a couple games for you tonight, Tick. Let's put some money on some puck tonight. I yeah, got the Vegas Golden Knights and I got the Carolina I, Hurricanes. Oh, I saw you had the Hurricane. Yeah, you put you put some decent wood on the on the Hurricanes. So, but yeah, so hockey would be a my cheddar um, or, or college football. I, I love both those things so much. And then obviously just NFL. That's a lot of fun too. Um, thanks for that question. Moving on. We'll do two more, Joe, and then we'll get out of here. We got one from Ian Baines. Actually, you got to get out of here in a few minutes. We'll do one more. We'll do. Uh, no, we'll do two more. I came late. We'll do two more. Okay. Um, this is Ian Baines. He wants to know when will we have a sportsman live episode? That'd be nice. I, I, I got to be honest. It's it's been really fun watching the de, like the progression of of the sportsmen get larger and get bigger, and people are actually like excited to see it out. I remember, you know, the very beginning stages when Tick and I would put out an episode, and then you'd get another one four weeks later. Um, <laughs> you know, the the or the origins of the three hundred faithful. Um, 
No, I think if we keep getting bigger and like there's there's a demand for it, I would love to do something like that. I think, you know, maybe do it at a sports bar before a big game. You know, we could do a little Q&A or something and just get people interested. I don't know if we're there yet. I don't want to toot our horn too early, but I, I definitely could see it trending towards that direction as we get bigger um, and people want to do something. Maybe we could do something with a get together. Um, you know, maybe next time we're in New York, we do a little breezy lounge get together for the sportsmen. Um, and we got the game on, we got people asking some questions just a meet and greet. Um, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it would definitely happen in the vein of like, uh, at least at this juncture, and then certainly in the next you know year or so, I think it would happen in a situation where maybe we would put on a little event where we would do a Bob Does Sports podcast, and then a Brilliantly Dumb Show podcast, and then a Sportsman podcast, and you sort of get all three in a row, and you really get your bang for your buck for your money, too. You're getting three podcasts, you get the guys for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is. I think it would come in something like that, a package deal, um, and then hopefully, you know, we keep doing this another five years maybe we're just throwing our own live events but who knows never um, know by the I, way some of our best episodes have perez on them so that's true people at perez perez, perez, perez is, is a true mover. sports he's a true sportsman he's in he's a needle mover at that ah, yeah he is god love um, that man so we'll do one more um and this one comes from sergio martinez best and worst moments of the pod for 2023 best and worst moments um i'll yeah, give you that's... the worst real quick okay worst. it's obviously it's obviously me being one in 14 that's a that's... that's a worst moment for me at least some are calling it impressive some are saying wow that's just as hard as going 14 and one which i agree with but uh personally in my heart and in my head uh it, it's been tougher to sleep at night sure it's definitely best, I give you best moment of 2023 is bringing Mikey on board to the sportsman. I think was that, that year, was, was it last year? It was last year. I was thought it was the beginning of, I thought it was the beginning of this year. I'm almost positive. It was like November of, Oh, you know what? Yeah. Well, for fuck it. Yeah. Just say that's the best. It, it was around. <laughs> I would just say having him as the addition, maybe it was last year, but I don't think, I think it was early this year. Um, regardless, I, I'm I'm using that. You can you can yeah take it with a grain of salt. Um, and then worst, bringing Mikey on. No, I'm just I'm, <laughs> no. I would say um, I don't really think we've had any worst moments. I'll also say the best thing that we've done for the Sportsman Pod this year is our consistency in getting episodes out and and really being held accountable. And I think that that's attributed to the amount of effort and um, just continued dedication that we have from our editor and chief mr anderson the guy who just goes to work behind you know behind the scenes you know is always there sending us rundowns being there coming up with new segments um i really think that it's changed the whole landscape and dynamic of this podcast and we couldn't be more thrilled to have him as a, an integral member of our of our sportsman team um and i don't think we have had a worst i think that um you know, I think that this is a good pod and it's fun and I'm not going to single-handedly, maybe maybe me saying the Packers are back after two weeks of them freaking looking good and then having my heart ripped out. But I, I really <laughs> don't think we've had any really bad, I, I will say, Ticket getting into it a couple on that one episode with Mikey was was both enjoyable and devastating at the same time. So I don't know I don't if we know really it was had pretty a, funny. I watched that back. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't think we've had a, a worst 
moment. I think it's all been good. And um, we love this podcast. We love doing it. We love the people who support it. So maybe Lord a knows, cheesy answer, but that's what I'm going to stick. Lord knows you've gotten into it with Mikey a time or two on the Burnley Dumb Show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, you got to give Sometimes you got to put him in his place. Sure. I mean, sometimes he's got all the answers. And you know what? I was there that day to tell him that he didn't. Okay. <laughs> and um, I echo all your sentiments about Mr. Anderson. There's so many times where if, it, if the three of us were just left to our own devices, certainly if me and you were, and we were for a time. Well, we, we showed it. it together. We don't find time. We don't. So he's sort of the captain. He's the coach. He's making sure we show up to practice every day, making sure we show up ready for the games. Like yep. he's, he's got new, he's got new segments. He's keeping this thing chugging along. He's running the Instagram. He's doing all these things and that we really we really really truly uh would be nowhere without him i think or or we'd just be an inconsistent mess as we were before him um but anyway that's another edition of the sportsman we hope that you guys enjoy the us breaking it up we're getting two episodes a week let us know how you feel about that um stay tuned for next week with the prove me wrong we want to hear you guys uh takes on that as well and uh, as always that was mikey v he's no longer here but that was him we got Joey D joining us a little late, but better late than never. And I am the big ticket. Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube and the Instagram. Fire questions in there. And Mr. Anderson will bring them back to us and we will answer them on the show. And that's another edition, guys. We will see you next week.